Welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Pin High Media. This week, we're going to talk about Tom Hoagie's win at the AT&T over in Pebble Beach and his flaming hot start to the season. Uh, some international golf talk, some winners and losers, as always. And we're going to cap it off with picks for the People's Major, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So let's get into it. This is Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Dan High Podcast. Let's get inside the ropes, start the week. Tom Hoagie, he's been, I feel like he's been knocking at the door ever since we started this podcast. Like, I, I feel like he'll like throw in like a first round leader every, every now and then, or like you'll see his name top of the leaderboard, like on like Thursday or Friday, but hasn't gotten it done until this week at Pell Beach. Yeah, not the flashiest name out there. I mean, no. you think Tom Hogan, kind of a boring, boring guy, it seems like, on the outside, which whatever. All of his friends were on social media this week, and it was actually hilarious. He has, like, Why friends. Why Richard Bland? He has friends that are just... A lot like, younger than Richard Bland, though. He has friends that are crazy. Like, he has had a bunch of friends were posted on social media this week, just, like, really getting hammered, like, for, for his win. Um, really? There was That's one awesome. guy who, like, literally opened, like, a full like six pack of beers and like poured it all over himself um, for, for Tom Hoagie, which is so weird. Cause like Tom Hoagie doesn't seem like that type of guy, but I guess his friends are. So um, there's that. He's, um, I mean, I mean, he's 32 years old and he's just like talking he's about only 32. He's yeah. only 32. But like his, like his grind his like, I called him a grinder and I just realized that was kind of a joke. Cause he's a sandwich and Hoagie's a sandwich. Um, ah. But uh he was like in 2017, he's like 400 like in the world. And even last year, I mean, or even a couple of years ago, 2019, he was 300th in the world. And now he's all the way up to 39. Is that, I think that's right. After yeah. This and morning, he's like, he's he's like the definition type of, of a grinder on tour. Yeah. And he's the type of guy who like will have a lot of top 20, top 10 finishes, but also get cut a lot. So he's just like all over the map when you're looking at like, he doesn't really make a lot of cuts in a row like even he made he missed the cut last week at the farmers yeah he won um, last, then he last was, four weeks where he was second at the american express but he missed the cut at the sony so it's like every other week he's playing well and, which and, and, and t4 before that a couple yeah. months earlier but still yeah but uh no I, I i mean watching his putt on he made hit the shot in 16 uh that was that close to going in and made the putt well, once he made the putt on 17 after Jordan made Bert uh bogey. Like, you thought, like, that was basically like, I, I mean, um, I guess I think I could speak for all of us. We were all cheering for Jordan Spieth. I think yes. a lot of the golfer was. I also had him in my picks, yeah, you did, of course. Um, and seeing Jordan bogey that hole and then Hoagie make birdie, you're like, all right, that's that's a wrap, that's basically it. But credit, I mean, he made that putt, it was like a 20, 25 foot putt. Yeah. Um, after hitting that shot on 16, it's and he made Bergen on 18 too. So credit for him for sealing the deal um with that tournament, with that with the way I'm he finished. Mistaken, I think Tom Hoagie has played well at the waste management in the past too. I feel like I like remember him being up there like, like, yeah. in, like a first round leader uh talk, like at the in the first round one year. It might have been even last year, the year before, because it was it was definitely during the time that the podcast has been alive and this is our this is our third waste management as a podcast 
Yeah. He so he got cut last year, but he opened with a 66. So okay, that so that's 66, 74. Um, <laughs> how do you yeah. how, how do you shoot 66 and go again? 66, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the year uh, the year before that, T25, he opened up with 65, 71, 67, 72. Was so. this par 71 this course? Um, I believe so. So I think there's three par fives. So yeah, a, I mean, just yeah, he could play well again this week. But if he's going on like recent form and how how he's been like the recent trend he's probably gonna get cut this week and then he'll finish top five next week again yeah i think i think the move might be to take a first round matchup bet on on him and then just yeah, save him in the second that round might not be a bad idea which whatever if you're looking at his stats, if you're looking at his stats right now to open the season he's fifth in stroke scan approach that's elite like if if you could finish the season at fifth that's strokes really gain approach, that's like you don't think of Tom Hoagie as a big uh, approach guy, but I mean, no, he's yeah. killing it in strokes gain yeah, approach. Yeah, and he, he's just, last he just week he was, them all. Last week he was one point eight three shots gained approach and two point six four shots gained putting after not he ne- he didn't really have the whole season before that he didn't really have a great like putting week even remotely close to that, but he's he's been consistently right around or above one at least one shot gained approach like yeah, he's a that, great approach player that's fifth stroke skin approach in uh 28 measured rounds so like ahead of him there's calm Morikawa, which is only eight well, measured rounds um matt fitzpatrick well, only two measured rounds russell henry 21 measured rounds and wills Altoris 15 measured rounds those and are he, and, top five and, and he was not doing this last year exactly like, so approach. he must have figured it out you might have yeah something so whichever we say that every week but did you did you hear jordan Spieth's quote about hoagie and he's how he's like uh or i think it was maybe maybe from a few years ago which is kind of funny um but i think jordan Spieth said that he knew hoagie was is going to win he knows hoagie's going to win one day and like they never played really even played golf or talked together all because they played craps one night uh at a like at a I don't, I don't even know where and Jordan Spieth said because he's good he plays he plays like competitive and crap so he won't back down when it gets time to gets down to crunch time I never saw that I saw that I saw someone post on Twitter yesterday. I saw I, I saw that. Tiger someone asked Tiger uh oh I died yeah Tom Hoagie is and he goes what's that <laughs> not who's that he goes what's that I mean what's that or who I don't know. But yeah, he kind of fits the profile of like the the average golfer on tour, if that makes sense. Like if you had to put together like a, a creative player golfer, I think we said this about somebody else a couple weeks ago. Like Tom Hoagie's kind of one of those guys. The thing is with Tom Hoagie is like if you've been watching golf so far this year, it doesn't completely it really doesn't surprise you that, that he oh. won this week. Right. He's been playing good golf like it's something that we've witnessed throughout 2022 so far exactly so, I, I i have the quote from speed is let me tell you about tom hoagie when he gets in contention he will not back down uh, uh my only conne- hoagie says my only connection with jordan is i taught him how to play craps hoagie said and two weeks later in Mexico, Speed was reminded of the conversation in Hawaii. How how would he know what to expect from Hoagie if he's ever played golf with him? Because that's how he plays craps, Speed said. Uh-huh. Just that's an inter- interesting. He seems like a competitor, which is which is cool to see. I mean, yeah, you want to 
transition into Jordan Spieth then. I mean, yeah. it kind of looked like it was his tournament for much of the much of the Sunday. Uh yeah. I don't I don't know what else to really say. It kind of just got away from him. Well, that putt that he missed on 17 mm-hmm. is just one of those putts that I feel like he always misses. Cause he's such a good, he is such a good putter, obviously. But those small little like five, four footers that like that are a little bit like testy. I feel like when it when it matters, I always see Jordan missing those. I think I think I saw I, I think I saw it stat though, or they said it after he missed that. Like he, that that's like the first one he had missed in like the whole tournament, like inside that range or something like oh, that. Oh, I bet in the tournament, but like yeah. I bet, like I feel like when I've been rooting for Jordan Speed down the stretch, like in, in, in a tournament, and maybe not even down the stretch, maybe even on a Saturday, he just like always sneaks in and misses one of those. And it's um I'm not I'm not like banging on that well, that's just the... because he's one of the one of the best players on the planet, but of course that that that's just a speed roller coaster that we yeah exactly. that we've been it's on for years. On, yeah. <laughs> like if, if that that hole didn't really surprise you with speed on, but honestly, no. when you watch something like that, you're like, well, he'll probably just come back and eagle this hole. On, on yeah, like you, I, so, I, I honestly expected him there either. I, I honestly expected him after he missed that putt. I'm like, all right, he's gonna make he's gonna make birdie on 18 at least. Like it's just, that's just the way. He is, but he's also. I feel like the past few years he's hasn't had that um, kind of like killer mentality. He's like he's been in these tournaments, um, and he hasn't like he wasn't he was in cont- contention at Pebble last year, and he wasn't able to kind of like close it out. Um, obviously, at the Open, that was Colin Morikawa was awesome, and he but he wasn't able to close that out. He hasn't he hasn't had like that one true like. Like, all right, I'm gonna close this out. Like, there's not gonna leave any doubt. I'm gonna make every putt I look at. And he hasn't had that moment yet, still. Like but it kind it kind of does feel like last year when he went on that run of like a lot of top fives in a row, yeah. and then all of a sudden he wins an event. Like maybe that's something that could happen again this year. I think you know, can, he, yeah. he comes knocking on the door for a couple events in a row, and then all of a sudden he he comes out. Yeah, and wins. Like, like last year, even at Pebble Beach and Waste Management, I think back to back weeks last year too, it was kind of I think it was flip flopped actually the schedule, but it was yeah, it was I think. And both those weeks he was in position to win, and he couldn't couldn't. Sh- couldn't slam the door. And I think that's hopefully we see another, maybe he gets another win and that kind of releases that stress. And maybe, maybe he gets done a major like the masters. Who knows? The players is coming last up. week was going to have the same type of thing as Jordan going this during this stretch of, of golf. What was it? I said somebody was going to um, like have the Jordan Spieth sort of emergence during this stretch of golf. Who was it? Jason was Day. Out to, or Jason Day. Day. It was Jason Day. Day. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jason Day. Oh, yeah. God. Kind of, and, and Trevor. He kind of blew it for you guys. Yeah, he yeah, like, screwed us. He hadn't I mean, finished outside the top 20 like, in how long again? It was like... Since like 2013. Like, yeah, it was like seven or eight straight tournaments, and I he, think. And he was like, he was like T5 going to like the last, like like at one point in the final round. And I don't even know. That, I think he just needed to be. I think he needed to play one over golf for the day, and he would have been inside the top twenty. He ended up two over for the day, t twenty four. So that yeah, that that shows you how how it worked out for us. But hey, that's just. I mean, 
my betting look so far in this in this podcast is Over, overall good. AT&T Pebble Beach I think it sucks when they have the three courses I'm not, not gonna lie like I just I didn't watch a ton of golf the first uh three days of the tournament I watched like a, I watched a bit a bit on Saturday like a good amount on Saturday but Thursday and Friday just didn't have too much appeal to me I mean I might have tuned in briefly um, well can we talk about all of Sunday but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I have a couple of things about Spieth just to, to say now, first mm-hmm. off, I mean, we can't mention Spieth without mentioning, the, mentioning the shot that he hit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the shot that like, we, we might've been talking about Jordan Spieth not being here this week. Uh, if, I mean, the fact that he tried to even attempt that shot, um, is a little crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, just walk us through the that. whole, the whole like the, the the overhead shot of it, like where you see him, like it's like the like it's very 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 far away. It looks like even from like the blimp, um, like that's really cool, but it doesn't do it justice. Like how, like he he's like on a downslope and how steep that drop is, and like like you see like the camera is level level with speed, and like he's literally like leaning down like toward the canyon and is. I heard a quote from Greller that he said, "If next time, if that if a situation like that happens again, like he's taking his ball and throwing it in the canyon, so he doesn't have, so he can't hit it again." Um, but that was that was absolutely, I mean, yeah, like literally, like could not might not have been par too. So, yeah, didn't he hit the flag the next shot? Was that? Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I didn't a watch different that hole. Round. I know it was a different different hole. hole? Okay, okay. Yeah. Still down the stretch, it was like 14 or 15 or something. They hit the third. Still, like yeah. If he like, if he didn't save par on that shot, it's almost like not worth it at all. I mean, it still probably wasn't worth it in the end. But like the no. fact that he saved par on that yeah. with like a pretty long putt. I'd almost compare it. Do you remember? Do you remember when Frank and Mike posted the video at City Field doing the the golf? Yeah, and, like, I, I've the done that before. Thing? They're like yeah. not really like leaning forward on yeah, their, don't, not, like, finishing through. It's on actually it's actually like, kind of scary. I, I've yeah. done it. Um, yeah, it's. Like it, it, there's like a mat and stuff, and it's just kind of like an open section of the stadium. And if you take one step off of that, you're falling down like a couple stories. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you get up there and you're like, you don't you, like. It doesn't look bad when when other people are hitting from there, but like when you get up there and you're hitting, you're like, wow, I'm kind of high up. Through. Wow, I'm about to make a golf swing, and wow, I might like fall like five stories onto the field. So, but like it's like the, it's that's the funny thing. It's like if you're if you're on a I mean, Grant, if you're on a Jordan Speed is not on a flat lie, but if you're on a flat lie and like something's in front of you, like you like you don't want to lean forward, but at the same time, it's like you if you fall. if if, if, if you, you never you do at the driving range. No, no, you you but it's absolutely, all, it's absolutely unless you're taking like a super aggressive swing, which you never would in a situation like that. Like you you you're not like you're gonna keep your balance, like you like unless you like you just lose lose like your that. footing that's... like you could lose your footing kind of easily on the on the the grass like on a, a lie that's a little like that i mean whatever oh, he yeah. took the well, big no, wide just... stance he took the Spies... uh, club up speed yeah. was different like his being like downhill like with the like a long iron in his hand like that's 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 i'm amazed he just honestly was able to get that up even in the air like the way he was he put it over that was ring. Now, so yeah, my like other my other question my question about that is in a situation like that, don't you think there should be like a rule where like you don't have to uh, lose a stroke and you can move the ball back like a like a couple feet or whatever, like a, a driving well, or something? I, I just being unplayable. Like it could be like a like a 
um, a house rule almost like for the for the course in certain situations. Maybe because I feel I feel like a player's life is not something that the PGA Tour should have to worry about. Well, that's just that's event. just they just I think maybe on a, like a cliff or something like that. But like I think they it would normally just be a unplayable lie. Like yeah. that's what it would have to be. It's like you can't like if your ball is on a on a tree, you're not going to climb up in a tree unless you're Sergio Garcia and then I think go up and hit it. No, I mean, I mean we've seen it. Like the they will do tour, it. Uh, yeah. Should like be uh making or sh- should want players to be making the decision to to hit that ball yeah they, yeah yeah so, take it out of their hands the players, especially jordan speed who makes you probably so much money going back going back to the uh three core setup thing i hate i i think it's stupid that it's a three it's a was the american express a or th- three round tournament yeah. and like yeah that's so i think that's so stupid because like you don't like you realize it and, and on then, a saturday yeah like like, like a saturday there's like the, over playing with jordan spieth yeah and and, Sh- and seamus seamus powers like the leader i mean we talked about him a little bit he kind of collapsed he he would have like he finished like two shots off the lead if it, if it finished on like if he stayed even par the last two days um but he's playing like this I forget. I don't know which course it was, but there's no one on the Monterey course. Peninsula. Yeah, there's no one on the course watching him. He's the leader of the golf tournament. Like, there's like not even, even like barely any any coverage of him. So if like, I was like, go- if I was going to that tournament, I would totally camp out on Monterey Peninsula. Like, oh, yeah. there would be no one out there. There, there usually is no one out there. You would be like, you like if Tiger was on that course, there'd be no one out there. Still, just no one goes out to that golf course. That. I guess. Um, I mean, I do, I do like Spyglass lot so i i, yeah, I would be okay it, if it being spyglass and pebble for like you know two rounds yeah, and then they make a like cut. the, the tory pines yeah kind of like tory pines but i i'm monterey peninsula is not a bad course it's still a really good course but like when you no, add a third cool. course Don't, into the yeah. mix it just, it just, it just kind complicates of, it yeah complicates also it's because of the pro-am yeah it, it no the pro, like, i get i get change. with the pro-am it, it makes sense like they want they kind of need to spread it out but it's still like if you're if you're checking your phone, you're like like all right, let's see who made the cut, and you're like, what they? It's, they're still playing, and they're twenty shots back. Like it's it's kind of a weird. Yeah, it uh, makes it hard know. to pick the tournament as well. Which it does. We'll, we'll it, get into it, that a little bit later. Yeah, that's, I do have. That's that's the reason. That's the reason why we, we didn't we didn't do well in the tournament. I do have one more thing to pick uh, with Jordan Spieth. Have you seen his new swing routine? He does like a he does like a takeaway in the oh, backswing. Yes, yes. He does it like three times, and then he like steps into the ball. Kind of looks like couple. looks like a looks like a twenty five handicapper when he does that. And it looks like he's not going to hit the ball well, and he's just like absolutely striping the ball right now. He's yeah. been doing that for a couple for I think a, at least a year now. Like I think I it's gotten like year. even more deliberate in the Egregious. last like week or so. Like it, it's you really notice it. That's when that that's when you start to think like okay maybe this guy's like obviously he's he's competing at golf tournaments so maybe like coming down the stretch he's a little bit in his head like thinking about it a little too much like kind of i don't want to say jittery because i don't think that's the right word but almost kind of just like i don't i don't, I don't know i don't know what the right word is like he but like he can't it's just it's just a weird thing uneasy Maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uneasy. That's not. That's probably a better word for. And it, that but. that's kind of just describes Jordan Spieth's game, like in general. I mean, it's just how I he mean, plays. That describes us watching Jordan Spieth play golf, and it's it's yeah legit a roller coaster. And I and I turned it on 
I, I I was I'm moving. I was moving to an apartment. I turned it on. I think he was on 14. He was behind a tree and to punch out. He made par of the hole. Yep. Or 14. Yeah, I think it's 14. And and then like it, he makes a bogey on 17, but he's just it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's a roller coaster of Jordan Speed, that's for sure. Yeah. So let's get into some international golf talk there was something there was obviously the golf tournament going over at the saudi we can talk about also there's what's it called the super league um we can talk about which one do yeah. we want to start so, with? so let's start, so with let's start up let's start off the saudi i mean first of all the ending of that tournament insane i think we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later just like in winners and losers uh i kind of do want to talk a little bit more about like the field for that event specifically yeah. because it's the saudi event and like obviously you have the super league coming around the corner backed by the saudis uh and it was an asian tour event so we had a european tour event this week we had a pga tour event this week and we had an asian tour event this week yeah, and i think the best and the, the best field was the asian tour event which is i mean if you've had to bet money on that like somebody who doesn't know golf that oil money know. so it's all about money for the asian tour um and the saudi international and i'm just wondering like why were there so many good players in that event and like what does this mean for the super league will people jump at the chance to go to the super league no because if you go to the super league you're like i'm pretty sure the pga tour said you're not playing on the pga tour i think if you play in the super league you can probably play in the majors which sweetens the deal a little bit I, and I won't even speak with that on that with complete confidence because I'm not 100 percent sure that's true. Um, but isn't isn't it th- th- those aren't run by the PGA Tour? Like those are yeah know, USGA, USGA RNA yeah. PGA of America Masters. Not, yeah, yeah, the Masters. So it's like if I saw Bryson DeChambeau got I don't know what the the, the really the details details were i mean he said he said it wasn't 35 million dollars to be the face of of the super league which what did he say he said said it wasn't true but like i I wouldn't be surprised if if it is true but here's the thing about that it's like i feel like all this all like the super league it's just backed by all this money that like do we know it exists all all this money like do we know it's there i mean if they're if they've already been going to like Saudi Arabia to play in these tournaments. Like they, I think it, I think it exists to a certain, like, I don't know how much, like, I don't know how, we don't know how much of the 135 million is true. Like if Bryce is not saying it's true. I think it fully exists. Cause if if you have like Saudis buying premier league teams for a billion dollars, like, like it's pocket change. Yeah. Like that means that this, this whole thing does exist. I mean, Lee Westwood signed an NDA, so he's not able to talk about it when he got asked about it. It's just not its not good for the PGA Tour, no matter which way you slice it, because guys probably will leave, like guys like Lee Westwood or, you know, guys that are getting older like that, like Phil. that, or, you know, Phil, maybe Bryson, if he, des- if he decides to take that. I don't think, I think he probably cares too much about his legacy to do that. He's already making it. He like, might, but like, it's like, he's also made, I mean, we've seen the decisions he's made in terms of speaking and everything like that. Like, who knows what he's going to do. But it's also like, like we, the, 
it's also like the human rights aspect of it. Yeah, like the that's sports the, that's washing the aspect. Like that's the whole reason that they're doing this is the sports washing and the the human rights. And like, how could you say like, like morally be like, I'm going to go play in the Saudi golf league, knowing why they're running this league. Yeah. And who, who knows? Like, like obviously each person would be different, but Wait, like, what who, who, who knows, who knows how much money like each person can say like, like, okay, this isn't enough to go do this, but this is like, it's, and who knows what players will do it. Who knows when, like, it's the whole thing is, I think it is trending toward it becoming a real. What were you alluding to there? Sport, sports washing. So have you ever heard? So like there's big, like human rights issues in Saudi Arabia and yeah. what they do is mm-hmm. they spend their oil money on these big sporting events so that it kind of glosses over the whole human rights issue like the world and people cup. like yeah people see the sports and they're like oh sports cool and they just don't talk about the the uh human right issues that there are in saudi arabia right which which if, if you're a player in that situation you're gonna offer that money you have to be aware of like what's going on and take it like it's it it's a tough situation just because it, you don't know what players are thinking, oh, I can, like, if I take the money and do this, like, that's, like, people are not going to like me for it. You may not like me for it, but I will make a lot of money. It's it's all, I think it's all moral, but I think it's trending towards becoming a real thing just because of how many players were playing in that event on Asian tour event because it is, there is so much money involved. Like, that, that should concern the PGA Tour that more people are playing at this event Obviously, Pebble Beach is like it's a pro am, and it's that's not ideal. I see three courses, that. yeah, and like which I, I'm not surprised they hate that, but to a certain extent, it's still you're you could you're going to Pebble Beach and you're on the PGA tour and you're on you're making like you're on the best tour in the world, but this Asian tour event across the world has gained more people to play in this, and like people at fewer like Victor Hoffman was playing in. And Europe and Morikawa, they weren't playing at Torrey Pines. Like it's, I don't know. It yeah. seems like it's the PGA Tour is probably. I'm sure they are very, I guess, concerned about this just because of how many people are taking the money to go over there and play in these tournaments. Yeah. That's my thought. And then going off all that, we didn't. Even, we 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 kind of glossed over how. Unreal that ninety-two foot eagle putt yeah. was from Harold Barner. Yeah, I mean, do you, want, do, you want, do you want to take it into winners and losers? Yeah, sure. Let's, yeah, let's get into winners and losers. Yeah, the first winner. I mean, Harold Varner, the third. I, I mean, Pat, you want to explain it? I mean, yeah, ninety-two foot eagle putt had the two putt to tie. Um, Bubba was yeah, Bubba. Okay, yeah. Two putt to tie, and honestly, there was a much better chance that he was going to three putt than make it. Yeah, drained it, and like, I remember I woke up on Sunday morning, like, kind of in a daze. I was a little hungover, and I and I like saw like ninety two foot eagle putt for the win, and I was like, what is this? And honestly, I didn't didn't really take it in until later. Like, Jeek mentioned it again. I was like, oh yeah, I I saw that this morning. Like. what even is that? Also, the course looks super weird with like it being in a desert, but also there was like water off the 18th hole. It's just yeah. Well, it's kind of like shadow. Shadow one, one of the weirder places 
on. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the whole putt was crazy. The react, I think the reactions even is so cool. Reaction was like awesome. that's like he hadn't won in I think it was six years, something like that. Everyone, yeah, I feel I like everyone on tour like likes Harold Varner. Yeah, everyone loves him. My dad, I think my dad even met him. He said he was like the nicest guy in the world mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago. But no, happy for him. Uh, G- I mean, yeah, it has there? I, I, I've been trying to think about it. Has there been like a better end to a golf tournament than this? Like, I like can't really remember. Putt? Like, yeah, like a walk off, like like win like that, where like it seemed so out of, like, like it seemed like it wouldn't happen, and the then all of a sudden that speed the uh, travelers at the travelers yeah, that's what that's the first thing that came to my mind but a like guy on the still tour who 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 uh hold out for eagle to win on on the 18th but what was that? i mean but like <laughs> why did this have to happen in like the the saudi international like i wish this yeah. happened at a pga no, tour thing, even like, european tour so good like it was bubble watson yeah, and know, right? down the stretch yeah. yeah. what was well, but imagine if that happened on the pga tour like this is just gets more I mean, eyes to the Saudi International, more eyes to the Asian Tour. Yeah, like imagine that happened on the PGA Tour. Nobody that abs- doesn't watch the PGA Tour is going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to watch the Asian Tour." That's well, I mean, they happen. might if they see that the Harold Varner made a putt to beat Bubba Watson in a stacked field. Like nobody might America start is. watching. Might start watching the eight. Like if I had the like the choice between the Pebble Beach and the Asian Tour event this week and the European Tour, like I may have chosen the Asian Tour. Time did it happen though? Is well, the- obviously, but that doesn't work well, out. If it, yeah, if all times were like if they were all going on at the same time, like you probably look at the leaderboard of the Asian Tour event and think like how like I think I saw like answers and top ten Bubba's and. In the clubhouse with the lead, like there are guys that you know, and you're looking at the Pebble Beach Pro Am, and there's like, yeah, there's Jordan, there's Cantley right there, but Tom Hoagie's winning this tournament, and like Andrew Putnam with his greasy long hair is is competing in this tournament. It's it's it was you see if you if you're basing it just off the leaderboard, like you're gonna watch the the Asian Tour event probably, like just seeing who's up there, like you see Bubba and like guys like answer and varner up there like it's gonna people are gonna tune into that yeah and then another winner jake you wanna you wanna talk about the coverage yeah so we we uh we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier but cbs has kind of had a a pretty hot start to their uh golf season i would say um the coverage has been pretty good this year i mean the blimp shots are pretty amazing not even like just the jordan shot but like just in general they've had some really good blimp shots um and and, you know the commercials haven't been too outrageous to start the year which is like something we've complained about in the past and like i mean the pro-am they had the pro-am they showed some of the ams but like not really and that's kind of what i like i mean like people don't really watch that for the amateurs you show it a little bit on thursday and friday but as you get into the weekend you kind of like phase them out a little bit so they did a good job balancing that i think this week and um yeah the coverage is just just pretty good yeah i agree i mean you they kind of they did a good job of honestly not even like letting you know it was a pro-am other than when they showed the showed like on saturday like obviously like they showed pro-am shots and everything but like down the stretch on sunday like you honestly if you didn't know the pro-am down the stretch on sunday you wouldn't know that there was really amateurs playing which is unless they showed like jake owen playing with speed like occasionally because they, they, they like that 
that dynamic yeah. between them. But like Tom Hoagie, you only saw the guy that he was playing with on the 18th hole when he like shook his hand after it was like great playing with you this week. And you're like, oh, that was an M. But which how cool also like also if you're an am like how cool is that like your guy wins the tournament like, yeah that'd be so sick because you like, know that guy so wasn't sick. expecting going to the no. week Tom Hoagie was gonna win and he's like right. in that group with them which is yeah which, is, remember, this, this so tournament cool. kind of has that like i remember like ted potter jr like won one year like yeah. it just has like some random guys win it but it also has big names as well it's a good turn on sunday i mean i do want to talk a little bit about the tournament because because I'm going to probably have it as our first loser. The pace of play of this tournament and just like the program format needs a little bit of tweaking, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know if it was just me, but like the round on Sunday, I think it was like a five and a half hour final round for the for, for the final group. It just it took a really long time. And I think part of that is the program. Part of that's the golf course um, being like pretty long or well, doesn't not necessarily difficult. that long but like difficult a lot of for walks pro- difficult amateurs. for the ams and it's just like i think i think what they need to do i'm not sure if they will ever do do this because of the money that like it raises for charity is i think they need the amateurs to not play on sunday i, I think it sense. just it slows down the pace of play i mean there's a cut for the amateurs and like you know if you have somebody like I'm, I don't know if this is like true, but say Spieth was playing with an amateur on Sunday and then Hoagie wasn't, that would be advantage Hoagie um, all day. So yeah. like it, it, it's just a weird caveat in this tournament. I think like maybe they shouldn't play amateurs on Sunday. I think that's kind of weird. Or I guess that's another, I didn't really think about that. Another aspect that the players are playing with these amateurs and probably watching some terrible golf as they're, trying to win this golf tournament like that like yeah. that can't be i mean whatever that's what you're signing up for but like as it a is. viewer of the tournament the round seemed painfully slow I'm for, sure for my liking yeah. yeah and that'll that'll do that with well they're playing foursomes though that's probably why if it's mm-hmm. especially with amateurs like it's 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 going to be slower with amateurs and pros trying to win golf tournaments no exactly uh phil mickelson we talked about it, mentioned mentioned I mentioned his name in the Saudi talk. Basically started beef with the PGA tour for holding players' name and likeness rights. Um not a single sports league in the world where the players own their media own their media rights. Uh basically Phil, I mean, Phil is the kind of like the figurehead, I feel like, of this whole like PGA tour, like potential split off. Um He's been obviously he's been involved in like the the gambling and uh but and he's almost like you could people consider him like kind of greedy but he's calling the PGA Tour greedy, um yeah and, and I, we wouldn't be surprised obviously if PGA if uh, Phil was one of the ones who jumped to the Super League. Yeah, I mean, I just think the comments that Phil made this week were a little tone deaf in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of he's kind of looking out for himself. Uh, which is like fine you have the right to look out for yourself but like like you said like not a single sports league in the world uh is where a player has their own media rights you know what i mean like if you're playing the nfl like you don't own any of your you know it's like the express written consent of the nfl like they say it at the end of every broadcast you mm-hmm. don't own any of that and like you sign that at the beginning and phil's basically saying he wants to own his own media for the future which basically means that he wants to run his own 
like channel and like have all his own stuff on his own channel and the pga doesn't get any of that which would be like terrible for the pga tour be terrible for the lesser known players like it, it would just kind of be terrible for everybody involved except for phil and um, i mean brooks kepka even commented on the post saying like i don't know if i would use the word greedy if i were phil because he's the one that's yeah, kind of yeah. acting greedy in a, in a way um yeah i yeah. mean it just it just I don't think I feel like Phil lost a lot of support this week because like he made these comments. So. That just comes off as so, like you said, tone deaf. It's like, come on, man. Like that's just <laughs> obviously the PJ Tour and their media like rights. You we could work on them, just like the MLB. Like anytime, like you like we try to uh, post like a video or something like that, or use anything really on uh, of the flag right Tour. away. Yeah, flag right away, and it's like. But like I don't even think Why that's not? what Phil was getting at. I think no, Phil was getting what, at no, his it's, own it's not what he's getting at. owning I, his own likeness. But like it just, you know, it just doesn't really make sense. I think what I meant kind of I kind of got off on a tangent there, but what I meant was just like, yeah, obviously you could work on that part of like the media, but like to give somebody their own media rights and not let anyone access it, like PJ Tour, the, the governing body that like signs your paycheck. That just also gave you how much money on the PIP, like eight million dollars. Yeah, exactly, and he what he's made like what over a hundred million dollars in like earnings, probably more. Yeah, more probably. Yeah, it's just like it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, and that's why I'm saying like I wouldn't be surprised if Phil was the one that leads the charge in the Super League and leaves, and whatever the Super League might end up becoming like the PGA Tour champions, kind of in a way. But um, yeah. No, just, I, I think I think the whole thing is it honestly reminds me of uh kind of like the NIL college athletes, like with their like the PGA tour kind of holds like all the rights of of and the same like the NCA. I think I think there will be I, I think there obviously will be a change and maybe the Super League has something to do with that. Um and like us like I don't think it's gonna be something that like i don't think that pj tour would want to obviously give phil all his rights i think that one not, like well, it, it wouldn't work wouldn't out because they wouldn't it be wouldn't able to bro- they sense. wouldn't be able to broadcast him at all yeah like he, he would just not be a part of the broadcast like last year he won the won the pga we would have like, saw zero shots from phil mickelson as he won the pga he wouldn't have yeah, been, and, even and, been and, talked about and and like and that does that that doesn't help phil at all either like that he like that doesn't if you're playing, especially if you're playing well in tournament, why would you not want to be shown? Like that's people, people are just going to forget about you almost to a certain degree if you're not shown on TV or anything like that. Like it's, it just seems like you said, it's kind of, it's greedy, it's tone deaf. Um, but like that's Genuous. honestly kind of what we see, kind of what we see from Phil every now and then. Like he just makes comments like these. He's, I mean, he's very like smart and kind of different. In that sense, so maybe too smart for his own good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Okay, and then our last loser of the week is ourselves. The Pin High Podcast picks this week at the AT and T. We're not great. Um, Was I a little bit less of a loser because I got the only pick correct? Who's to say? Because but, uh, Jason Day didn't make one birdie for us. But <laughs> Grayson Sig yeah. just the completely one, collapsed in the final day. The one bet that hit was Danny McCarthy top 40, which ended yep. up being a very good pick because he 
Um, like top 10 was he? like top 10. Yeah. So good on that. Um, with that, let's get into skins. <laughs> All right. Skins. So we have the waste management Phoenix open. Uh, what did we call it earlier? The people's major people's major people's major. Yeah. That was a nice okay. touch there on the intro. Pat. Yes. Uh, TPC Scottsdale, the stadium course, of course. Um, 7261 par 71 uh we said that a little bit earlier it's not a very long course but it does have the three par fives so those are important this week um i would say all of them are reachable in two you know it's kind of middle of the of the course difficulty list for pga tour courses you know it's not super hard but it's not super easy there's some tough holes but it does have greens that are on the larger side uh which is a little bit different from last week um I say the greens play a little bit faster, but it is a big driver wedge tournament, you know, hit it long and then hit it close. Uh, but then again, like both long and short hitters have done well in the past. So I wouldn't put too much into that. You know, Webb Simpsons won this event, but so has uh, Brooks Kepka, Gary Woodland, Ricky Fowler, Hideki Matsuyama's won it a couple of times. So um, yeah, there's a lot of different players. I, you know, as always, strikes can approach. I would say opportunities gain because and strokes gain par fives because you know those three par fives could kind of make it or break it for you. Um, and strokes gain around the green. Figured I'd toss that one in there. Um, there's some course horses for this course. I mean, I mentioned Ricky Fowler's played well here a lot of times, so maybe this is the tournament that Ricky Fowler wins this year. Um, Hideki Matsuyama, two-time winner. Uh, John Rahm's never really, I don't unless he did last year, never finished worse than T16. Uh, and Brooks Kepka's won it twice. And then, you know, other players of multiple top tens, Matt Kuchar, Brendan Steele, Jordan Spieth, Gary Woodland, and Ches Reeve are guy. So and Gary Woodland has a win here, I think, too, right? He does 20, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's always some good stories coming out of hole 16. Hole 17 is actually a pretty interesting par five because, yeah, it's reachable too, like you said. But it's like an island green, so um, it's like it's a, it's just an interesting hole, and like whether you go for it or not. I remember who it's was cool it? Place. Was it Doug Gim last year? That, sound, that sounds familiar. Was was doing well down the stretch, and he honestly wasn't his tournament to lose by any means, but he definitely could have could have won it. Um, I remember he, he snap hooked one on, on his second shot. Oh, I do remember that actually. Yeah. Right into the water. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, he at the moment got a little too big for him, but remember mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka last year, d- didn't he chip in on 17? 17 for Eagle. Yep. From like so, a crazy angle too. That was a, cr- that was a really good tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, was the speed was competing. Xander all, I looked at this. The scoreboard from last year, all his Daniel to do is shoot 200 par and he wins the tournament, which makes me very sad. Um, I did not do that. Um, and you're right about 16. Like, there's always something happening at 16. And this week, uh, watch out for Max Homa. Apparently, yeah. uh, him and JT Poston have a bet um, that he has to wear a Braves jersey on 16, and he's asking to get paired up together. So, uh, <laughs> P.S., if, if you did pair us together, that'd be cool, too, at PGA Tour. So, I don't know if they... Are going to be paired up, but that'd be pretty cool if they were. So, what jersey are we guessing he wears? Acuna, Freddie Freeman, not Acuna. I don't know who else. Matzik. I'm going to guess Matzik because he's big on Twitter. 
Yeah, and uh, he's the he was the pitcher, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, Matt yeah. is just huge on Twitter, so I can see them like I I, I can I, I know he was huge on Twitter, but that that oh, yeah, makes a lot yeah. of sense, honestly, that he uh, would do that. <laughs> so Matzik's a dark 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 horse for sure. I could see it coming, like know. betting the Gatorade car for the Super Bowl. That's yeah. another thing we have to mention. This tournament goes right into the Super Bowl every oh, year. Yeah. It's oh, actually yeah. it's I kind of actually like it so that way. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely gonna be a good day of sports. What do we think? What do we think? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Acuna. Okay, I'll, I'll say Matzik. Can I take odds on that? I need. I need some. I need some help with the skins. I'll probably go with Freddie Freeman just because that's the safe pick. Yeah, it's a safe. Pick. Uh, the Freddie oh, is very. Might safe. not be coming back. So yeah, well, we'll see. Out, coming out of lockout over in New York. Maybe he'll go no player. He'll, he'll embrace the lockout and just go no player in the back because you know players can't. See, that would be hilarious because like I could, could see him doing that. Oh wow! There's a lot. There's we we could honestly set Vegas lines on this. We should, but anyway, <laughs> let's get into skins. I have honors this week. I'm at uh, I've I'm up five point two four units on the year. Not too shabby. Um, so this week, let me pull them up. I have some interesting ones. So right off the bat, just got Corey Connors and Bubba Watson, both point point five units on each of them. Uh, outright Corey Connors is 50 to one Bubba Watson's 40 to one Bubba Watson's coming off a good week he has good course history here um Corey Connors he his only really weakness is his strokes gain around the green and that is one of the small that is the only stat that I saw on this um one site that I do some research on um it was the only thing that didn't matter as much as as, as everything else. Um, so he's well, really if you good. if you have a good ball striking like he does, that stat yeah. doesn't really matter. He's going to hit the exactly. Grass, so. that as well. Um, and you know his putting for you know for being such a good ball striker and everything, he's 85th in strokes game putting this year. That's not bad at all. Being being in like that top 100, like is you know you're, you're a decent putter. So gets hot with the putter. 50 to one odds is pretty crazy for ball for Corey Connors. So I'm hoping that he gets his first his first dub. We've been itching for it. Um, so going off of Corey Connors, Corey Connors to be top forty. How much do you think? What, what do you think the odds on that are? Minus one twenty. Minus one twenty. He hasn't played that well to start the season. Two units to win one point six. Wait, was that actually what it was? That was a complete guess, by the way. Yeah. Um, Joseph Bramlett, top twenty. Plus eight hundred, got 0.25 units on that. Death, the the death beam. Uh, got KH Lee top forty plus one twenty point five units on that. Uh, he did well here last year, and I don't know top forty. He's like also like just playing pretty well this year. And then my last one is Trevor's guy Xander Shoffley top twenty minus one twenty five one point two five units on that. Okay, I like it. You you big in the top forty, top twenty bets this week. I am, I am. I yeah, I, I don't know. I just it, it, I I was going through it at first, and I had too much on Corey Connors. I originally put three units on the Corey Connors top forty bet, but I was just like, I can't. I I feel like I just don't want to do that. I want to have a more you know elaborate board. Um, so I went back and kind of dialed it back. But I think yeah. the Xander Shoffley one and the Corey Connors one are two very good bets. Yes. What, what, was your, what was your Xander Shoffley bet? Top 20. Top 20 minus 125. 
Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> That's Trev's guy. Oh yeah. Um. So I went. I'm guess I'm next because I'm season standings. I'm up. I'm up two point four one units. So. Uh, yes. <laughs> A little yeah, bit higher I, than me. I kind of went opposite of you, Pat, with like my my picks. I did start off with two top 20. So I do have Brooks Kepka top 20 plus 100. He won last year. He's won this event another time before that. Uh, it's even money, one unit to win one unit. Um, Seamus Power kind of fell off a little bit at the end of last week, but he still finished uh, in ninth, I believe it was. So, you know, he's been on a really hot run. I'm going to pick him top 20. Plus 120, one unit to win 1.2. And then this is where it kind of goes off the rails a little bit. So I'm going to start off with John Rahm, top European, plus 120. Loves this golf course. It's one unit to win 1.2. So that's not like too crazy. That. There is a lot of Europeans in the field, and I'm picking the the favorite, I guess, for, for the Europeans. So the favorite for the tournament. Plus and the favorite plus for the tournament as well. Crazy odds every tournament. Uh, I did that last week with, with Cantlay, and it almost paid off, but it didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I did not mention that I went over five, but it's, it's what it is. Um, yeah, and then my the pick who I or the guy I think is gonna win this tournament, Justin Thomas, I have outright uh, plus one thousand. Uh, yeah, half a unit to win five units on that. I just think JT played well. You know, the last time we saw him. Yeah, I, th- I think this might be JT's tournament this year. His his game kind of fits it. He reaches all the par fives and two. He can make a couple eagles. His ball striking has been good this year. Um, you know, kind of how he's above average in length. I, I you know, I could see. I definitely JT. took a look at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, to, I'm kind of doubling down here on JT. I'm tripling down on JT actually. So now I have it's a, a parlay. It's it's Cantlay, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth. To all finish in the top ten, and that's uh, eleven to one. So I have half a unit to win five point five on that. On all three of those guys to finish in the top ten. I mean, we saw Jordan play well last week. Uh, we saw Cantley always finishes in the top ten usually for the most part. Um, has been pretty hot this season, and then, then JT's my guy to win. So I had them all finishing in the top ten uh, parlayed together. Um, and then kind of similar to that, I have Rom, Cantley, and JT a triple chance to win. It's only plus 250, but I have a half a unit to win 1.25 on that. Again, those are three guys that I could see winning this event, and I love that triple chance bet. Um, and then my last pick, I have Cameron Davis, top Australian. It's actually plus 350, so I have half a unit to win 1.75 on that. Uh, yeah, I mean... This doesn't have the top Australians in the field this week. So plus 350 is pretty good. Like, no, Cameron Smith's not playing. So yep. it's uh, between Adam Scott, Lucas Herbert, Cameron Davis, Matt Jones, and Craig Hocknell, who Who's I've never that? heard of. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, plus 2,500 to win top Australian. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going with Cameron Davis to win that again. You know, the course kind of fits this game a little bit as well. So. Well we, yeah. well, we all know how tripling down or doubling down on a player. Yeah, it never works out. Yeah. Again, I, I said this, I'm all in or all out when you when you spend 10 minutes to make your picks. This is what happens. But yeah. you know, if JT wins the tournament, I'll be up a lot of units. So, All right. So I'm going to start out. I'm going to you have a little bit of a theme, I guess, with a couple of my picks. Webb Simpson over Seamus Power, minus 120, 1.2 units when one unit. I think Seamus Power is kind of uh, he's having kind of a letdown after the maybe two of the best rounds of his life last week. 
um, at Pebble Beach and Webb Simpson obviously has great history here, winning I think a couple, at least once. And he's played well here before. Um, then I have Abe Answer over Harold Varner. Harold, both of them coming over from the Saudi tournament. Uh, Answer finished T8. Varner obviously won. That's even money. Abe Answer over Varner. 1.3 units to 1.3 units. I think Varner has a letdown as well. And then I have KH Lee to beat Seamus Power and Lucas Glover, 0.5 units plus 180 uh, to win 0.9 units. KH Lee obviously played well last year and he had an insane strokes gained approach round last week. Um, and again, Seamus Power, I think, is just, I think there's going to be a little bit of a letdown. So if he plays great, then uh, that's two bets lost probably already. But, um, and also, I said Varner has a letdown as well. And then I'll go Gary Woodland top 20 plus 275.5 units to 1.38 units. He's played well here before. I think he kind of he could have a resurgence here. Um, and then I'll start with Daniel Berger to win plus 2,500.5 units, 12.5 units. One of the best strokes gained approach players on tour. Has played well here before, a couple top tens. Um, I think this could be a tournament he can win. And Xander to win. I mean, you you had to have expected that. Yeah. Uh, plus 2,000, 0.5 units to win, 10 units. He finished T2 last year. Could have easily won if he played decent in the final round instead of even par. Um, and then, Giga, I also have one of those bets that you had, the top, the triple chance. I have Xander, Berger, and Brooks, all top 10, plus 2,200, 0.5 units to win 11 units. Brooks won last year. So that's the first time I've seen anything like that on there, which is, I think that's a cool. Yeah, the uh, buff, all the books are starting to have stuff like that. I've seen uh, yeah. some other books. I've seen, uh, what was it called? Tourney Specials. Any of yep. four to finish in the top five, Victor Hovland and Deki Matsuyama, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, like it's plus 500, but there's, a, like there's a lot of weird bets coming with golf, which I love that, that the books are bringing, bringing in uh, some interesting golf bets, yeah. Yeah, all, all kind of sucker bets, but whatever. I, honestly, all I really need is just Xander to win once. And then I'm, I'm back. I'm back in this thing. Just like one, just one week, especially when I, if I don't pick him one week and he wins, I'll be so upset. He he'll win. He'll win eventually. And when the time comes, I'll be I'll be ready. All right. Um, so let's get in the clubhouse to end the week. But first, a little word from our sponsor, Roback. I mean, none of us are wearing it right now, but I have one. I have my sweatshirt laying right there. I was, yeah, I was wearing I was wearing it earlier. Their sweatshirts and their hats, two of the best items that you can get there. They're polos i mean it's almost golf season it's supposed to be 57 degrees on saturday in new york city not that we playing golf but i might play golf on saturday why not you you might have to um but you know obviously i can't but to get ready for golf season you can go to the the link in our bio on on instagram twitter you can go to the link in the description of the podcast Add anything to your cart using that link, and it'll automatically have 15% off for your first purchase. Go to roback.com for more. Let's get in the clubhouse. What do we what do we want to talk about to finish the week? Super Bowl? Do we need we, Super Bowl picks, maybe? <laughs> I don't know what, what's the, we can what's talk the, about the Super Bowl, Bowl real quick. 
we don't have to spend ages on it. This is a golf podcast, no. but <laughs> Joey Butter. I, love uh, that. I, I, honestly, I think the I think the Rams win. I, I I think this is where the fairy tale ends for Burrow. I can see I can see that. I, yeah, I, I have I, I have I the Rams, well, but <laughs> I, I I mean like. Are we all cheering for the Bengals? I'm assuming we are. Well, Pat's got a future on the yeah. Rams, so Pat's. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I I just think uh the Bengals offensive line is not good enough to stop Aaron Donald no. and Von Miller and everybody that they have on the defensive line. So that's that's the problem. That's the only Jalen issue of the Bengals roster is their line. So. Yeah. Well, they they didn't do and yeah they had this nine sacks in the Titans game. I think I think it's gonna be. I think the I think the Rams I think the Rams win. I think the Rams cover it too. That's just my personal opinion. Could see could see a three point game though. Because oh, I can four. definitely see that with with the way the playoffs have gone. I'm not. I would. I mean, yeah. we could see. Honestly, with the way the playoffs have been going, we're gonna have somebody win on a game winning kick as time expires. Yeah, probably. Who else but Matt Gay? So, uh, uh, heads or tails? Heads, hundred percent. Oh yeah. What yeah. color Gatorade? No, Tails. That's, that tails. was the next question. Co- no, it's heads. Tails. tails never fails. I don't tails know. Tails never fails. Right. So. Well, I mean, we'll circle back and we'll see who was right. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, color Gatorade. Gatorade. Gatorade color. That's always a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the red. I think red's going to be. I, I think I'm, red's I'm looking bag. for the odds. I can't find it. I'm going to go with orange. I was I was going to say orange, too. It's kind of like, I, I bet they do like a like an orangey yellow kind of thing. So they really can't really go wrong with whoever wins. I think orange because if the Bengals win. Orange. They're an orange team. Well, the, yeah. the Super Bowl logo is also like kind of orange. It's also orange. Yeah, orange. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're talking. Oh, they, I feel like they might they might see that and they'd be like, all right, let's throw a curveball here. It's gonna be like blue or something. I would see then um <laughs> national anthem time. I think it's at like oh. 135. Who is it? It hasn't been below 135 in like like the past like forever. All right. I, don't know okay, so I, I found some I found some fun bets here. So uh it's golf and Super Bowl uh like Ooh. combined oh, bets. I see that. So, yeah. so uh what will be more? John Rom first round score or Joe Mixon rushing yards? Ooh. I'd have to imagine John I would go with the rushing yards at plus money. Oh, the rushing yards, yeah, because what John Ron will probably go like I don't know, sixty something first three round, three under probably yeah. sixty eight. I, I I go plus money rushing yards. Well, I mean, it would be, it would depend on what his rushing yards are at, but yeah. Um, uh, there's some there's some one fun stuff at the like weight that. management Phoenix Open or Cam Akers touchdowns. I feel like you gotta go Cam Akers touchdowns, right? <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like there won't be more than one hole in one. There's more of a chance that Akers scores more two rushing touchdowns than there to be a two hole in ones. So, True. True. I don't know. That's just at minus 110, I would go with the, the, the touchdowns. Where are you seeing this? I, want... oh, I love Cantley Birdies in round one being more than Odell's receptions. Honestly, that's plus one seventy five. Can't leave birdies. I think yeah, I, I like that a lot too. I wish I <laughs> that I wish I could add that to my card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that until until this week. I would have picked like three of those this week. Yeah, I would have too. Ne- next year, next year, we'll. Uh, I'm gonna fill my card with these. Yeah. Anyway, is there any is there any other fun ones that that that, that we can throw in? 
just uh, not really. But anyway, I, I think it's gonna be the main thing: orange Gatorade. Yeah, that's the one. That's that's what that's the Pin High podcast is on. Um, all right, well, fun week going into, going into Super Bowl week. Going the 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 waste management heading straight into that. So enjoy that. I'm sure everybody will be will be watching. Um, both going into each other. Mm-hmm. This podcast, at least. So see you next week.